Welcome to Faith Over Breakfast. You are listening to a podcast by Pastor Eric Seepin and Pastor Andy Littleton. If you enjoy Faith Over Breakfast, we encourage you to rate it on the Apple Podcast app, on Spotify, or Google Play. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Faith Over Breakfast. My name is Eric Seepin and I am pastor of the Village Church in Tucson, Arizona. And across from me is Andy Littleton of Mission Church. Of Mission Church. Yep. And yeah, we just, uh, we, this was one of those times where we were actually having the organic conversation and decided, uh oh, time to turn on the mics where we found something to talk about. We were talking about a lot of other things. And so this, uh, we're talking a little bit about, um, what we want the people in our church to be thinking about, tuned into, gets into things like tenderness. Yes, I grace. almost got teary on that conversation. Uh, so oh, I could sweet. feel the tears coming to my eyes. Yeah, I it think was good. That might that might get some follow up someday. There's 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 a lot there. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, definitely. Tenderness to grace. So enjoy, enjoy. and uh, and and stay till the end if you can because we mm-hmm. talk about some of the upcoming topics and we'd love your questions on those topics right might be your next book by the way mm. tenderness to grace okay by andy littleton oh or by eric c no i'm not writing the book <laughs> all right enjoy bye check 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 Hello, Andy. Hey. It's good to see you. Yeah, good to be here. Welcome back from vacation. Yeah, that's right. We uh, Last time, we, we gave you guys a real stunner with talking about vacation, oh, my, I'm sure. My dad gave me, he keeps giving me a hard time every time I see him about that podcast because he, he and goes, my mother listened to it together. He said, what in the world? It's like vacations. I know all about your vacations. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so we don't need to talk any much more about, about that, vacations. other than to say I'm I'm back. And as predicted in the last podcast, I I said this is this wasn't going to be so much a vacate. Um, and it it was this was this was good. This was a good family experience, especially um, in relation to my mom. Yeah, and it was a it was not a th- time of rest right it wasn't vacating it was no. taking your house on the road and and do and that yeah it requires relational work and understanding and right. cross-generational stuff anyway yeah but but i am glad <laughs> we went and it well, was good well it's good to know that our pastors go on vacation and they also have family relational tensions <laughs> misunderstanding joys all, all the, of that. And right. sometimes all in one... One day. Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. That's right. So, so here's, the, here's the truth of what's been going on is we, we having, myself having been out of town, we just kind of sat here and caught up. Yeah. We talked about some stuff that's been going on in, in your life, church, my life, church, um, and we were talking about some potential topics yes. that have been thrown at us. But one little theme that we are going to just zero in on is what we think our people need to be thinking about, considering, talking about in our culture in order to understand this time and this moment. And, right. and that is the true Faith Over Breakfast conversation of the morning, I think, which is why we kind of turned on the mics and decided to do it, Right, is because... This is not something we've come in scripted with, but this is something we want to we want to ponder. What do we want our people to be 
considering thinking about being aware of there's a lot yes and i'm i'm sure we'll miss some of that we'll miss a lot yeah but um but that yeah that's where our actual conversation was and we just sort of said hey hold on you turn on the mics turn on the mics this is the podcast so (laughs) so welcome to the table um so so yeah okay you were you were talking a little bit about um a podcast called unbelievable just now before we got on and you were saying that they are and this is a podcast i was saying actually i do think i've heard of it but i have not listened to it you have yes and they are getting people from different positions within christianity you were saying and outside of christianity and outside to talk to each other civilly yeah. And then people sit in and listen. And, and okay, so tell us about, you know, what's, why is that important, do you think? And what, what are you picking up from that? Why do we even need this podcast? Well, or? I, I think there's two things that I thought were, are fascinating about this podcast. And I think it's why we, it's a very important one for Christians is that one, there's a ton of information out there in the world about everything. So much. And we argue about it all the time. Yeah. And it's really good for us to see people who come from different positions or different understandings of many different things to talk civilly Mm. and to share information and to affirm like, yes, I agree with you in this space. I don't agree with you here and here's why. And then they have a conversation about it. And then even when you see them feeling tense, they choose a posture of at least calmness because that's what's expected in that podcast. So one podcast I was watching was two historians. I don't know if you know t- who Tom Holland is. Yeah, familiar. It was Tom and another guy, and they were having an argument. It wasn't an argument. It was a discussion over did Chris, does Christianity have any good influence over history, and did it how did it shape history for good or for bad? And they were just having this conversation, and it was really fascinating, mm. and interesting, and you learn a lot because these are highly educated historians, right? Talking about antiquity, fascinating. The one that you and I were talking about was between a person who had become a Christian who had been a gay activist and now is a professor of theology who is celibate and holds a very orthodox position when it comes to understanding um, gender. And then there was a pastor of a progressive church who had grown up in a Christian family and come out as gay in his late teens and now is a progressive pastor and a theologian himself. And they were talking back and forth about how you understand this, how you communicate it. And it was very obvious that they disagreed with each other. And they were trying to figure out how to talk still. And Mm. that was, to see that modeled, Mm. I think is important for us because what usually we do is we like, oh, I agree with him and I cannot believe that that person believes that and they're so stupid and why do they do that? And we'll do that with very little background information on the person and their other views, right? Right. I heard... uh, so there was a piece of a Matt Chandler sermon that was shared with me. And one of the things that stuck out in it was he had said something to the effect of that post COVID there had been kind of a rearranging of the church. Yes. We were still, we still don't quite know what that looks like, but the data coming in now is looking as if 30% of people stayed committed to, to, to their church. 30% uh, seem to be just missing entirely. But then the other 30% have moved. 
And the reason for that move has been almost entirely uh, around political uh, affiliation or public yes. sphere opinion over one or two issues, and that they many of them moved entirely into theological realms that they perhaps didn't even understand. Right. It, the alignment no longer had to do with kind of the the core of the theology of the church. It had more to do with, so, you know, for example, you don't require masks, I'll go there. Right. No matter what you teach about, you know, whatever. Right. Um, that, that wasn't the most important. It was more about the masks or more about the election or more about something, you know. And that's an interesting... Um, phenomena. So what that means, getting back to what you were saying, what that means is that the church they're leaving is being rejected, not really for their whole viewpoint. And the viewpoint they're latching onto is being latched onto, though they may not even understand the whole entirety of the viewpoint there. Um, there's not a lot of information about the background of this of this viewpoint, this person, right, this right. group. Yeah. And and so so people are leaping to new conclusions without really listening. And there's not a lot of dialogue between the actual right. disagreeing parties. So a podcast that does that. Right. I think it models yeah. it, especially and the nice thing is not a podcast. I mean it is a podcast on Apple, whatever, iTunes or whatever. But it's YouTube too. And so you can actually watch People, how they respond. So how their physical yeah. body responds and like what, what you're seeing that, and how they treat each other is more obvious than when you hear it. Uh-huh. And so I think that's yeah. really, really helpful because we have lost the ability to have civil dialogue. Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's important, I think, to regain because I actually think the gospel requires a civil dialogue because it requires uh-huh. an honor of uh-huh. other people. Now that does I mean... I, civil dialogue only happens when two people are being civil. Yeah. I'm not talking about we need to be civil when people are bringing around hate speech and are and trying to incite riots and we're going to civilly listen to them and understand that this is an important thing to think about riots happening and violence happening and we need to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to we're not talking about that. I'm just talking about we can sit with people who disagree with us and have a civil conversation and All learn right. from them. And understand what we believe and be okay with it and not expect that everyone else has to believe it. Yeah. I, right. right. And it, it's, it's not, it, it's not that you then have to say, well, I'm going to go be in that particular political party or with that particular person in that person's church, but I can honor who they are. And understand what, what brings them to the conclusion. Yes. I mean, this is something I've, I've thought about in my own life. I, I want to help for myself and for others frame, you know, this person comes to this conclusion because of these factors. I don't want to just say like, oh my goodness, they believe that that's crazy. I want to be able to say, well, yeah, they're coming from this position. So therefore they say this, I don't come from that position. So therefore I say something different, but I don't, I want to get out of the business of just, just condemning views without looking at the whole um, or, or get a lot better at that. And, and I, I would hope that people in our church would also engage in more of that. Uh, I got a, I got an email 
it's, it's one I'm subscribed to and it had to do with uh, elite Christians in the media kind of dividing between each other and pointing the finger and it was a, it was an interesting this is David French um, who's a, been known as a conservative commentator though now you know people don't know what to do with him because he wasn't as it, you know in the right wing camp as many or whatever so he's still technically conservative um but he was uh, he was talking about how some some people were being thrown under the bus some christians public christians were being thrown under the bus for being elites who were just trying to yeah like get in with the culture but then the people who were writing these things had their platforms because they are elites who are aligning with the other side of the culture. And he was basically just saying this whole argument is just between quote unquote elites and we're doing it. We're just publicly talking down about each other. Now, how much, how much more helpful would it be if you heard those two people in real dialogue who could kind of go, yeah, okay, I'm with you there. This right. is where I diverge and seeing them speak yeah. instead of just reading their counter positions right. in whatever publications they get into. Yeah. And, and I think just to, to swing this into the scriptures, I, you know, our church is in first Timothy and it's interesting that when Paul introduces the when he's talking to Timothy, he begins, he says that he wants Timothy to, deal with the people who are teaching false doctrine and getting wrapped up in genealogies. Mm -hmm. Right. And he said, the reason I give this command is for love because, and it, you know, because it comes from a pure heart, a good conscience and a sincere faith. And when you wander from those three things, then you wander into things that are meaningless. Mm -hmm. You get into arguments. Yeah. And, and then he, in chapter two, in the beginning talks about how we need to be in a space. We want to be in a space of peaceable, quiet, godly holiness yeah. like that's like the core of our conversation with those who disagree with us or we have some kind of issue with us we want to come from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith mm. we want to be anchored in jesus yeah and yeah i think you know one of the things i was thinking while i was preaching this i didn't talk about it. i thought you know paul talks about how jesus is one mediator between yeah. god and man it's jesus and a lot of times i think we want to be the mediator mm. between god and man and, and so we want to take the throne and say, well, you know what, Andy, you're wrong. Yeah. And God thinks you're wrong too. Yeah. And, and here's the, the and here's the judgment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think we, so we usurp a lot of times the position of Jesus. Yeah. John taught at mission um, Sunday and we had just gotten home. It's good to be there. And he was talking about we're in Galatians and, how the things we ought not to do, things like gossip and slander, right? Right. And that factors into this as well. And that's, the, you're coming out of the whole scope of Galatians that has been, it's actually been defending the gospel against false views. And so that's really important, but it's been just asserting that, you know, grace alone is really the the path to God, not X, Y, or Z. And then it's, coming back in and saying, so since we have been saved by such grace, um, here's how we should live in light of that, um, in light of the gospel, in light of what we've received. And so essentially we should be um, giving others what we have received, that type of, of grace. And to do that, you don't 
gossip, right. slander, right. <laughs> tear people down. And, uh, and I think that's very much at stake. And so, you know, if we were to say, what do we, what do we want our people? There's a, there's a sense in which there is this side of the Bible where there, you get to discover things that are right and wrong. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, obviously, I think that should be very <laughs> easy to see. Right. And and you can even believe I can even believe that you are actually wrong. Yes. And could be leading people astray. Right. But I can still sit with you if and listen. And I'm and if you were if I and then if I can if I determine that Andy's motive in dealing with whatever it is that I disagree with him in is to lead others astray and to gain power. Right. Then, then the civility just can still be there, but I can say no. I Maybe can't. what you're saying has can have some validity, but the motives and the things. No, you're trying to deceive people, right? Which is Paul in Galatians, right. right? He's these people He's bewitched you. Yeah, these people have come in, and and you can, and he works out in that book their motivations, um, that it isn't about the gospel, right? Um, actually, and so, and and. So, so there's room for that. There's room for that discussion, and it's at a certain point. There's probably room to say mm, no. Yeah. But that would be after, after discernment, after time, and then. But then, on the flip side, let's imagine in in Galatia, that Paul had, kind of confronted the circumcision party, and they had, been a little receptive. I think it'd be a very different book. Right. right. And so I think we have to have to understand that because of his belief in grace, there's a lot of room for people who are not yet perfected, actually, because that's the only type of person who can be in the church. Right, right. The only type of person that exists. There's a lot of room for the person whose heart is tender to grace. Yeah. And I think we we are our culture um of course is not tuned into that. Right. I really like that word, and maybe we could just talk about it for yeah. a little bit because it's not a word that way. As a man, I identify with tenderness. Yeah, right. I mean, it's not the and 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 I actually think women, though there there is God given nurturing built into them in their design because of them having babies and all the biology and that's built there. But even women, it's not something that we as human beings move towards is a mm. tenderness. Yeah. And towards grace, yeah. right? And that's the stance that we're called to is is the way I treat my wife, the way I treat you, the way I see God treating me through Jesus is this tender grace, a tenderness. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know if we know what tenderness is. I mean, if someone said, what's a biblical tenderness? How do, how do, mm-hmm. what would you say to them? Yeah. I mean, when I, when I was using it in regard to grace, it would be receptivity mm. would be a word I would I would think of that you were not that there was a lack of callous yeah that when when words of grace and actions of grace were shared that it um, it was able to actually infiltrate into your heart and you could feel it and mm. and and be able to respond to it um, versus kind of having it just bounce off yeah um, yeah yeah, those are those no, are I things. Really, I think that's really good. Like a receptivity, and the the word that I put after that is um, a vulnerability. Yeah, like yeah, a humility, and I think well, those things are opposite of anger, right? It's yeah. really like a open hand 
to the gospel versus a closed fist, an open hand to you instead of a closed right. fist. Like it's a, it's it's the way I'm going to listen, receive, yeah. process. And I think when you think about tenderness in in a, a marriage relationship, tenderness can be your body language. Tenderness can be a soft touch on, yeah. on and that also is present in a tenderness I, to I the agree. gospel. Like there's something. I think there's a parallel there. Yeah. There's a reason that we yes. use the same word. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's important. I think if you had a church where people walked away and said, I don't really agree with everything they say there, but those people are tender, gentle, kind, and really love grace, hmm. then you're doing the gospel. Hmm. Right? I mean, that's... You can disagree, but if you can say those things... Yeah. Yeah, and where and where grace is offered... Um, because I think I think that... So, so those who have received grace, and that's what I see in Galatians, those who receive, have received grace will then offer it. Right. And so you would be, you would be looking for communities in which, which grace is offered and not just in word, not just where you're defending grace or whatever, but, um, I mean, not that you wouldn't defend it, but I'm just saying it's not, it's one thing to get up and say, we need grace. This is, you know. But where there's actually a, an offer of really, though, like, so when you stumble and falter and fall, we will, as Christ, you know, persevere with you. Even, you know, Christ was, was rejected, and, you know, some of the very people that crucified him, he showed tenderness to, you know, from the cross, right? And so I think that, that you know, you'd... you'd want to see in the Christian community that even even if somebody was was furious at you that you wouldn't just want them to to die and go away that that community would would offer something that there'd be tenderness still you know that there would be that kind of Christ-like approach and and I tend to think that that's what that's what our watching world when I think of what the city on a hill would be characterized by that people would say what what is that? I'm drawn to that. I need that. It would be things like, like that. Not that people that didn't have the same, that didn't have troubles, you'd have all the right. same troubles, but your response to them would be, would be different. You would be a very forgiving people, people quick to reconcile. Um, you'd be people of grace that when you, right. you would teach it, you would hear it, you would offer it. You'd be broken by it in good ways. Right. Right. Yeah. It's beautiful. And so, you know, when I think about what I, I would like us all to kind of read our culture and our church through those lenses. Yeah. And ask those, what, what does this mean? How do, you know, what would it look like if grace were to invade this space? Right. Yeah. How do we foster that? That's well. I mean, I think so. There's there's this woman theologian um, who talks about honor a lot, and she says that the main currency in Christianity is honor. Huh. And so, um, when you and I, when someone serves us as a leader, they honor us, hmm. right? When we submit to them, we honor them. And honor isn't in the kingdom of God is a currency that has no limit. Yeah. 
And so I think it's a big deal because honor has a lot to do with respecting the dignity that you have and the other person has and giving that to them and, and really pointing to their, the image bearing yeah, and pointing them to God and like in an appreciation for that, yeah. that, that creation that you are under Christ and through God. And so, yeah, I think honor's a big deal. I think what is that? What does it mean to honor someone and to to care for them? And, and I think so. I I think asking that question. I think a lot of times we just don't ask the question. Yeah. I mean, and begin to think about it. I, I think what I want is for you to validate me. Yeah. That's my longing. Yeah. In our relationship, just wanted you to know, Andy. Yeah, I I know. And yeah, I know you <laughs> feel you feel the pull all the time. I'm like, come on, validate me, validate me. But it's true. We all want. Yeah. Am I okay? Because I'm saying to you, Andy, am I okay? Do you like me? Am I? Do I'm in the right place? Am I doing the like? Yeah. And I think we're all asking those questions, and it's really hard to then say no. I find this in Christ, and I can honor you. Like I, and if we're honoring one another, that those questions get answered. Hmm. But you can only. You know, it's like what Rod always says in a simple way: you want friends, and you don't have any friends. Be a friend to somebody who doesn't have a friend. It's yeah. kind of that idea. Is mm. <laughs> you want something, go give it to someone. Yeah. Oh man, that's, that's a real simple, you know, axiom. But that's quite true. But it's powerful. Yeah. You know, you want love, go love someone who doesn't isn't lovable or seems lonely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard that. I'm sure Rod's used that in relation to the church. But um, and actually, yeah, John spoke about this a little bit the last week. You know, so you you don't, you think the church hurts people. You've been a part of churches that have hurt people or haven't, you know, paid enough attention to people. So what can you do about that? Be a part of a church and love people. Right. And move toward people. Right. Like, otherwise you're just, you're just bowing out of the issue. You're not, you're not solving it. You're not helping. You're, you know, go be the person you wish somebody had been to you. Yeah. And those are, and people kind of mock those axioms, but they're true. Yeah, they're very true. Be the change that you want. Right, right. The, the your church to be. Go do it. Model yeah. it for everyone. Lead right. it. Help help us go there. Right. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you want your wife or husband to love you in a certain way. Love them. That love way. them that way. Yeah. You know, and, and those are easy things. I think part of all of this that I think, you know, we have, we have become uh, followers of ideology as Christians yeah, and followers of simple statements like, you know, the wages of sin is death, gift of God is eternal life. All right. So we're going to live out that, which is a truth, yeah. but we don't, but the reality is, is that is a truth. That gift is Jesus and that Jesus is the God of the universe mm-hmm. and that God became a man and can infuse you with all of his wisdom and all of you know, he, he gives, gives you, you his, his spirit. spirit. Yeah. And so there's relationship. It's so relational. Yeah. It's not just a set of ideas. And I think ideas are important. Doctrines are good. We need to have them to give us a foundation, but the walls of the community of God are love. Yeah. And I, I think we have to build those. So I, I mean, it takes, and those are just real practical. It's how you treat people, how you listen, how you, yeah. we think it's harder. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do. I, I just finished on the plane. I read, I read 
what's well, you know really a children's book i suppose but a wrinkle in time it's good but oh, yeah. i like the first one i'm not really into the rest of them as a yeah. kid i wasn't I, I had a hard time getting into the other two i, I think there are two more right i you might be right i haven't read i hadn't read any of them and so i i just wanted lighter reading okay but the the piece at the end so there's and I don't want to do an utter spoiler, but the the question at the end is, what do I have that this like dark force doesn't? Like, right. You know, arguments. It has those. Um, you know, yeah, persuasion, facts. I don't remember all the things, but it it none of that was working, and because the dark force has all those tools. Yeah, definitely. But love was what was what the dark force didn't have. You know, and right. And so that, that reminds me of what you're saying. There is something, something to, and there's that, there's a lot of love and grace. There is a lot of love and grace. And, and I think we, and that's a good thing to talk about because last, uh, our Sunday night we were having a conversation and somebody in our church said, okay, so he was just kind of trying to explain one of his position, his position and his position was my orthodoxy is the Trinity. My orthopraxy, which is my practice, is love. Love yeah. thy neighbor. And then the question is, what is love? Yeah. And then we can work that out versus everything else. Like, we, love is the, actually the, the point in which we begin to build our doctrines. Mm. And a lot of times, love is not the point in which we begin to build our doctrine. And I think we learn love from the Trinity. Right. Yeah. Right. So there's... there's And that, that's... It's a nice place to start, but you can't stop at, and my practice is love, because you have to actually do the hard work. Of defining what defining is love. love. Yeah, and, because, and of course, you can just look across the scope of human history and right. see that things that we once thought were love have been, uh, we've gone, oh, that wasn't actually. Right. And don't be so foolish as to think that we won't do that today. Right. And not we as in the other people, but we as in me. <laughs> yeah. And you. Um we will someday look back and the thing we thought was love will go, Oh, whoops. Wasn't. Um, yes. and so it, it's worth examining now, right? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. yeah. I think it's good. Well, well, I think we're, we're close to wrapping this up. Let's, uh, at least give everybody a heads up on some of the things that we want to talk about. Yeah. We've and, got, we had so a great, some questions maybe. Yeah. We had a great topic come in from, uh, from Jacob Lewis. And so hello, Jacob, we're, we hear you. We're coming. We're coming to it, and uh, and that's going to be around kind of the the ancient forms of liturgy that have come back, and whether or not that's a sustainable uh, model. So that's that's interesting. We're and we're going to definitely jump into that. Yeah. Um, we've had, uh, yeah, we're we're thinking about, um, yeah, Dave Chappelle's show, J.K. Rowling. I should throw in. Um, there's a lot of talk about Squid Game on Netflix yeah. and the spiritual implications I'm of that. I'm gonna have to watch this. I haven't I seen. I did it. not want to watch it. I know. But I, I just noticed that it was popping up in you know Twitter feeds and different places. And I'm like, okay, this it's might like one of the most watched shows. Got yes. got talk at after church at Mission on Sunday. I'll okay. tell you that. So but, I gotta um, watch that. Unfortunately, <laughs> but I've seen seen some. Uh, some interesting it's definitely social commentary oh and we were at abby's softball game last night and all these little kids had watched it and i was like whoa this seems like it's pretty deep dark stuff for all these little kids to be watching definitely maybe we should be watching this so we should be aware all right um and so yeah the so if you have questions around the dave Chappelle show uh, or his uh the closer that came out um dave Chappelle's the closer squid game jk rowling um 
I'm sure there's more. Well, I would I would like to couple things. I started watching the uh, American Gospel. Oh, have yeah. you seen this? Um, yeah, I think so. Christ Alone, and then the other one is I think yes. Christ Crucified. Oh, I've seen the Christ Alone. So Christ one. Crucified has a lot of my old, oh. not necessarily friends, but certainly the emerging church. Interesting. So and oh, okay. I saw the first. Tony Jones is in it. Brian McLaren, and then you got a you know. Begley and others. I mean, they got a lot of different people talking about the cross. Yeah. And and I think it's something we ha- have to be in conversation about, especially when it comes to the American gospel. Okay. So we'll, we'll be kind of, and, and the other guys. thing is uh Brene Brown's Netflix uh, um, special. I was, I'd be interested in yeah. talking more about that. So we got stuff people. We've got stuff. And Shannon, we sent your book. Hey, so it's going to arrive. Yay. Good deal. Good deal. Okay. Well, so if you have questions around the, any of those things to help shape the conversation, send them to faithoverbreakfast at gmail.com. And we still have, how many books have we sent out? Two? So we still have three books. Well, Jacob's getting one. We have two more. Two more books. Yeah. And now it's open to everybody. If you're a villager, you go to mission. Doesn't matter. We'll get you a book. Um, but you got to be the next two to email us once this goes up. So this, we'll... is, this is my book. If, if Yes, you know, your book. You, uh, so the little man. So if you've already read it, um, I guess you could give one to a friend. But if you have a question, you want a free copy of that. Um, and then maybe we'll just start giving away useless books in my library that I don't want anymore. Oh, I've got those too. Yeah, we might just start giving yeah. away books. I've got a lot of those. Let's do that. <laughs> Get a random book. From <laughs> a grab bag. You won't. You don't. You don't know what's coming at you. That would be awesome. That we would be. That. Okay, we're gonna do that. We're gonna do that after the other two books go out. Your grab bag. If you email us a question, you get a book. But we're only gonna do one book per person, so you don't get get two books. And you can. I will say you could tell us a couple things about yourself, so we can at least pick something that might yes. sort of be of interest yeah, to you. That would be helpful. Yeah. All right. This is awesome. Okay. Faith over breakfast, gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in. See you next yeah. time. You've been listening to Faith Over Breakfast with Pastor Eric Siepen and Pastor Andy Littleton. Please share us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thank you.